Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. I'm Steph McSherry, I'm a mum of two, and I created Kinderama, a multi-activity programme for younger kids available in creche, in school and online at kinderama.com. Hello, I'm Bethan, I'm a psychotherapist, I'm a mum of three, and I run the online parenting community, the CAM Parenting Club. Each week, Steph and I are going to be answering one of your parenting dilemmas and coming up with some practical and helpful solutions and realistic I should add as well so if you'd like us to answer any of your questions email us themummind at gmail.com and don't forget if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts just click the little subscribe or like button because that helps us make more amazing free content for you guys it does and you know um, I will I will add something before we begin I get so many messages on Instagram because I'm not on Facebook anymore, saying, um, oh, Bethan, do you know any therapist for my child? Do you know any therapist for my child? And I say, well, yeah, absolutely. I can recommend someone to you. All the play therapists I know have wait lists of six months, eight months. Mm. Cam has a wait list of almost two years. And even if you find a therapist and your child finds it really helpful, all parents, you want to upskill right because what the therapist does is offer your child a really safe environment to understand themselves but you can also do that right you know like so I I, I get asked a lot my kids really angry they need play therapy I say okay great but how about you enhance your skills for knowing how to help your kid when they're angry because when they get older are you going to send them off to a therapist every time you don't know what to do yeah, because you need to, yeah. you kind of, you know, they're going this way and you need to match them, right? Every yes. time they kind of go somewhere. Yeah, like you need to be ahead of your child. Sometimes yeah, and it's unless, a second and sometimes it's light years. And unless they follow the exact same pattern, that you, you know, the exact same trajectory that you took, you know, they're going to throw curveballs at you because it's like, oh, I've never known this. What What's this? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so I would encourage people, if you can, tell your friends about this podcast because it's like a whole new way of looking at parenting. It's like, you know, your child doesn't need to be fixed. It's that perhaps us as parents, we are the solution. We're and also part actually... of the problem, if we're really honest. <laughs> but we are, yeah. you know, and, and we're not the problem in a bad way. We're the problem in that if we don't know how to help our child, it's Who because does? they've gone ahead of us. Yeah, you know? and who's and... going to help them? Yeah, and, and that is a problem. That. No, and if you do, then you kind of dial down your relationship with them. And and like I give you an example, you know, in our house, I've got three kids and they go through different parts of life, same way I did. And it's not that I know what to say to them for that specific situation. It's that I know inside how to be and be safe when they come to me. And that is what a therapeutic environment is. And you can be that as a parent as well. So that's that, well, right? We got into it really quickly there. <laughs> yeah. You can all stop listening now. Off yeah. the pop. We, we um, have a slightly more lighthearted topic this week. Yes. The boring bits of parenting. Yeah, because um, the reality is there are really boring, mundane bits of parenting that yeah. are the same every day. And you need to just yeah. get through them. Not just get through them, but, you know, you're not going to revel in the eighth load of washing. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? It's the hang. I don't mind putting stuff in the washing machine. That's an easy bit. And in fact, oh, that's my one of my jobs for today. I must write it down is to write the instructions for how to put the washing machine on for the kids because they know how to do it. 
And then when they're stood in front of it, they're like, oh, what do I do again? And I get that. Um, so I need to do that. But it's the hanging up of the washing. I mean, I find it so boring because then it rains and you have to bring it in an hour later and then it's I all. I know. Well, I'm, do you know what I'm doing since we've had this these lovely uh, electricity bills? We bought a dehumidifier. And actually behind this screen, if you're looking on uh, on here, I've got my little Kinderama screen, is actually the dehumidifier and error and about eight loads of washing. <laughs> oh. So I have it when it's weather like this, where you're just literally in and out, in and out, in and out. I have it in here and the dehumidifier is on. And it's far, far more cost effective than a tumble dryer. That's mad, isn't it? I mean, not just yeah. here for parenting tips. I know, guys. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um oh God, what's Martha Stewart? Are we being yes. Martha Stewart week this week? Yeah. And then I feel like God, middle age really has come to us, you know. <laughs> so we put a question box up on Instagram and I'm intrigued. What uh, what were the boring bits of parenting? What did people say? Uh, tidying, cooking and cleaning. Oh, yeah. It was it was it was all of that stuff in a nutshell. And I think you see, I remember I remember before I had kids, I read this book and it was all like um, you know, just get your kids to help you. Make <laughs> fun of it, put music on, dance around with your kids, say, come on, let's make a game out of tidying up. That's fine, but you have to do that like 10 times a day, 365 yeah. days a year. And the novelty wears <laughs> off for everyone eventually, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it does. I I I think like I'm trying to think of say the mums I've spoken to in therapy in the last week. And almost all of them have come to the conclusion of like, but if I don't do it, there's nobody else who will do it. Mm. You know? And sometimes that's really like, oh it's so heavy and mundane. I think you can delegate bits and pieces, but the reality is there's a certain amount of stuff. I was going to say a rude word. It's like there's a certain amount of stuff that just needs to get done every day. Yeah. And I find if I can keep my brain distracted while I'm doing it, I'm a bit happier. For example, <gasps> yeah. in the mornings, you know, all of that kind of getting everyone organized and getting them fed or making sure they're feeding themselves or having a drink or all the lunch boxes. I have Lyric FM on. I love Marty in the morning. It's lighthearted. Oh. There's no serious news. There's lovely tunes. He plays kiddie tunes every now and then. And it just, I don't know, it kind of changes the mood in the house. Do you know if yeah. you had serious news playing or even the the kind of loud music, I just feel there's an element of calm in the house and it keeps my brain distracted enough because I hear a song that I haven't heard for ages. Then I might be singing along or the kids hear, you know, something from Disney and then they're singing along or they're asking what that song is or, you know, it just keeps everyone a bit calmer in the morning. And if I want to listen to like a podcast that makes me laugh, that maybe has rude words in it, then, you know, my little earbuds go in. And then I'm, yeah, listening to that. I'm only laughing because I'm I'm I've gone down a mysterious route with podcasts this <laughs> for the last few weeks and I'm listening to a, um ones by a guy called Josh Baker who's an investigative journalist who follows people who've left their country to join ISIS. <laughs> oh you've so... done the complete opposite to me then. <laughs> you've gone down the darkest path possible. But I can't listen. I I don't want to listen to them when the kids are around because they are so deep and so dark, you know, because it goes into 
I mean, he's been doing his job for, t- he spent a year trying to find Shamima Begum. Oh, wow. You know, so he went down the road and, and it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's about tra- child smuggling, child trafficking, sex, like, <laughs> it pops oh up. I don't listen to it when the kids are around. Yeah. But the other podcast I really like is Crimes Through Time, which is them. Um... <laughs> I'm getting worried about you. <laughs> but this is a new thing, right? My husband's totally surprised by me because I would be like, ooh, it's a bit dark to go up the stairs. Will someone come with me? You know? Oh, I, I I would but but now I'm like totally into the murder mysteries so then he so crimes through time is a lady called Karen who goes into like the history of the people who were killed by Jack the Ripper <laughs> and tells you about these women's lives because their lives are so sad but totally incredible as well wow. um, I guess it's still so just I am a the complete... opposite yeah but it's still a complete <laughs> distraction from what you're living in in that moment right it's a completely yeah. the other end of the spectrum yeah. <laughs> you know murders and isis but <laughs> it's a complete distraction from what you're doing so i guess it's a, a good way to take the boredom out of those jobs that need to yeah be yeah and so if i bring it back to the therapy world it's like well it's not like it is we have different motivational systems within our body now I'll break that down a bit you know we have different voices in our head we have different characters we have different and if our brain pattern is working in the one of boredom okay then it lights up the, the those brain patterns light up and they send messages to our body and that tells our brain like I'm really bored I'm hating this we get more and more disgruntled and more and more like oh more likely to get frustrated more likely to get overwhelmed more likely just want to sit and cry in a heap so the way to offset that is to make another brain pattern come along you know is to make another brain pattern come on board and segue off that motorway of like oh I hate this so yeah absolutely whatever it is well that's quite that's quite good to know though that's good to know that's what's going on in your brain and that you do you yeah. know, do need to kind of keep it happy and active if that's the thing. My new thing, this is going to sound really middle-aged now, in the afternoons <laughs> in amongst the, the chaos. Um, do you listen to uh, the archers and have a no, nap? No, no. <laughs> I do play Wordle, though. I say I make a, I, I make a cup of tea yeah. and, I've, you know, everyone's unloaded their lunch boxes and they're, they're having their downtime after school and it's before homework and dinner starts. And I sit down and I have my cup of tea and I play Wordle. Oh, lovely. And it's just the last couple of weeks, it just happens to have fallen at that time. And I really look forward to it. Oh, God, yeah. it sounds so sad. It's so old. But no. Look. Well, I join you in the middle aged bandwagon. I don't know if it's a bandwagon, <laughs> the, mid- <laughs> the middle aged thing. I watch Gardener's World because it's so relaxed. I have a polytunnel. So I do, I'm always looking for tips and like, oh, how do I not kill this this year kind of thing? <laughs> But it's also really relaxing. It just shows pictures of flowers and it has twinkly music every now and again. It goes into lovely people's homes and shows how they garden. It has dogs. I love dogs. You know, it's anything, anything that bathes our senses Mm. in something that's really helpful. You know, so whether it's Wordle or gardener's world and i'll throw in another one that makes me sound less middle-aged i am recently following a lady that does uh movement is medicine and she has a playlist on spotify so when you're listening to this and then now music wise this might not be your cup of tea but it's it's all about the beats of the music 
that do something to us inside inside kind of like tribal <laughs> insidal wordle. wordle tribal all is getting mushed in Catherine? there no her name is emma emma the oh. alchemist if you're looking for the playlist it's emma the alchemist it would be a lot of oh god like house reggae uh reggaeton so musically this isn't class it's not kind of middle of the road stuff i've done some of her classes online and it's all about kind of letting go moving the body just to the 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 beat and actually some of the stuff my husband loves it not (laughs) he if he comes in and this music is on he's kind of just rolls his eyes at me but it's you know it it gets me moving so if it's on and i'm moving around the kitchen cooking dinner or whatever i love it absolutely love it Uh, takes me back to my clubbing days well that's what i was thinking back to the old clubbing days Uh, yeah do you know there's a 90s club opened in cork we should go I mean, we might not be able to stay awake until it opens, but we should have ambitions. Yeah, is it on in the afternoon? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Does it start at two and close yeah, at six? <laughs> exactly. That would be perfect. I'm there for that. Um, there was something that you were saying then. Yes, you know, you were talking about the morning bits. I have like a moment of um, potential inspiration and hope for all the parents okay, listening. I get my pen out. <laughs> well, my oldest child is 11 and a half. And by the time I come down in the morning, not that I'm a lazy bones, but I shower every morning and he has cleaned his teeth, got his packed lunch ready, had a glass of water, taken his vitamins and had his breakfast. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah. And got dressed and got dressed and is probably playing the guitar. There you go. So just a moment of inspiration, guys, that the things you're doing, the everyday things, like, I guess I always think the goal of parenting is that you want your child to intrinsically want to look after themselves. Yes. And look after themselves by like, have a glass of water because your brain is a prune when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. But, right. You know, clean your teeth because it's just like we have physical hygiene needs. We have emotional hygiene yeah. needs, you know. Um, and so if you keep reminding and if you be this consistent presence, then that will happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I have an 11 and a half year old as well. Now, there's certain things. It's, I'd love to know, you know, the, the the routine you have in the morning yourself of maybe you get up, go to the toilet, brush your teeth, you know, that routine, whatever that is. The brushing the teeth bit seems to be missing from her brain. <laughs> I always have to say to her, have you brushed your teeth? And she'll go, oh, no, I haven't. And I'm like, how can you forget to brush your teeth? Yeah, yeah. It's like that bit got missed somewhere. Yeah, I find it quite. Yeah, I know. And my other one then, like, if his dirty clothes from yesterday happened to be anywhere near the bed, he would just put them on again. (laughs) He wouldn't even think to go and get fresh clothes. (laughs) I know. It's so sweet, though, isn't it? I said to my husband, if there was a cowboy outfit on the bed, he would just put (laughs) it on. He wouldn't question it. Great, I'm safe. I'm dressed. Cowboy day at school today. He would would just put it on. (laughs) You know, the 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 remit was to get dressed. Yeah, you know, that was it. Yeah, that's what I told me. I do think, though, as we're talking, I, I think I did have this this really, uh, I didn't even know how to describe it. I was going to say dark parenting moment, but it wasn't even that. So a few years ago, I was in Airtastic with the kids and I thought I could still trampoline. And I could, <laughs> I could up to a point. But then I dislocated my knee and I oh. snapped my cruciate ligament when I was there. 
Ooh. right? And I was high as a kite because all the adrenaline kicked in and my knee kept, kept popping out oh, and I just stress. kept hitting it back in. And then it was really weird because my voice, I was trying to shout to my husband for help, but I, my mouth was opening and nothing was coming out. So it's obviously this like evolutionary designed thing of like, I don't know what happened. And this six-year-old came over and went, I'm going to get you help. And I said, great. Um, and my husband came over and he said, how are you? And I said, I, I, I'm in a lot of pain. I said, I think I'm going to get sick. And he said, you can't get sick on a trampoline, Beth. <laughs> And I, I didn't get sick but the upshot was that I came home I went to the doctor and I think this is like a thing about maybe women's health care I went to the hospital and they said I can't look into your knee what do you want me to do and I said well I want an x-ray and so the x-ray showed that nothing was broken and I was in so much pain for such a long time after oh. that three and a half weeks later I went to my GP and I said I have given birth vaginally three times I know what pain is my knee is in pain and I had an x-ray and I had snapped my cruciate ligament and I went for surgery not long after to put it together oh. so the day that I came home from hospital I facetimed the kids or whatever whatsapp called them out and I looked at them and I said to my husband do they have chicken pox and he went no so on my way home from hospital I got a phone call from the school to say the kids have chicken pox <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So I came home from hospital just having had surgery and I had to look after one kid at a time sequentially who got chicken pox. You know, the way like one got it, yeah. then they were fine. Then two weeks later, three weeks later, the next one got it. So I never, ever had this. I remember I would walk around with the crutches hanging off my elbow as like a spider with extra legs because there wasn't, there. I mean, they were just like, they were just getting in the way of me trying to move, oh, you know? But I remember thinking, even at this time in my life, even after I've had surgery, I don't get a break from doing the parenting things. And Steph, I think I'm quite like you. I'm not sure, but I have no family around me. So it's mm. me. You know, it's me and my husband. And um, after a few weeks, actually, my mom flew over from Scotland, <laughs> which was like, which was really great because I was like, I'm so, and they say after you have knee surgery, you should keep moving anyway, but this was excessive. Yeah, too much. <laughs> you know? And I remember the, whatever they give you to make you go to sleep for surgery, it kind of wiped me the next day. So I was home the next day and the, the kid I picked up from school, I passed out on the sofa beside oh, yeah. her and she was just like, I woke up and she was like, I was like, oh, you're here. And she was like, you're awake, mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm awake. How many Great. days have I been asleep? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just thought, holy smokes. Like, And so yeah. I think this is like, whilst yes, there's the boredom, there is also the like, oh my God, it's always us. Regardless, mm. if you've got a knee hanging off, it's always you. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you the, the important bit comes, and I know it sounds like a really long time, especially if you're in the really early stages of parenthood. You know, you just said about your 11 and a half year old being very self-sufficient in the morning. You know, this is only for a period of time. Yeah. You know, hopefully by the time they're, you know, 18, you're not going to be there nudging them to shower and make you know not necessarily making them food they might have left home and then you'll yeah. mourn those bits I'm sure you'll be like god remember when you know had to do everything for you and now you're fully fledged you're gone yeah. so I think it's about keeping ourselves sane in those really boring bits yeah and the other thing that I do is I plan my whole year around me so like okay, in yeah, November you've lost me there <laughs> 
<laughs> so I barely in... plan next week, Bethan. What? Well, okay. So <clears throat> listen up, everybody. Mm. So about November, December time, I go into the city because I love Cork City. It's so beautiful at Christmas time. And um, I find a little cafe. I find a wee spot and I get a what we call in Aberdeen a piece, a fine piece, which just means a bit of cake and a cup of tea. And I sit and I plan my year ahead, how I want it to look for me. And this is, so my self-care planner is coming out in a few weeks time. I've deliberately not pushed myself to do it because I don't have the capacity to push anymore. But in there, I take people through the steps of how to really look after yourself. And it starts by doing this. So sometimes when I'm driving the kids to school, I'm like, oh my God, I drive this road every day and I just need to break free. So within my year, I plan how I want, how I want to break free from my own life. And it might be that I do an online thing. It might be that I go away with a friend a couple of times a year. It might be that I plan a therapeutic retreat. It might be that I plan a party, a big party at my house last year. You know, so I break up the year with things that are different and they need me to be somewhere else or go somewhere else. Like I went to Dublin on the train with my daughter two weeks ago and I stayed with a friend. So the things don't have to cost a lot of money. Yeah. You know, but it's just the being somewhere else and doing something else that's different. I might take so, a packed lunch and go for a walk in a forest that I've not been to for years or never been to before. But planning something different allows me to sort of just break free a bit, you know, because I'm a bit of a break free sort of person. Yeah, <laughs> I can, and I, I am too. And I guess the bit that I've never done is plan them ahead of time. I do do those things. I know you know, coming up where the breaks are, what, what I've got coming up. I guess I need to get myself out of the, the cycle. So, you know, that bit where you're, everything's going along, tickety-boo. Oh, I haven't said that word for about 15 years, tickety-boo. You know, you go <laughs> along and everything's fine. And then, you know, it starts to get dull. And then, you know, you feel like you really need a break. Well, it's around then that I start going, okay, in three weeks, I'm going to go and do that. Yeah. I guess it's the planning ahead of time that that allows you to have those already in place and schedule the rest of the year around it. Yeah, that's what I do. Everyone marches to the beat of my drum. I like <laughs> I mean, not, that. Okay. I mean, like in some way, in other ways, I'm yeah. still running around after the kids taking your husband GAA is listening this, to this going, other... I don't yeah. march to the beat of your drum. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we work around him, the horse racing calendar for him. <laughs> if you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent person that you'd like to be go to my website bethanoreardon.com and i'll see you inside soon so but that's what i do and being honest does it always work out the way i planned no like in december had so two weeks before christmas every year i go for a massage i've done it for years apart from covid um I've done it for years. I always do. It's like my kind of segue into Christmas. And this year I had to cancel because one of my kids was really, really, really sick. And I had a little bit of what they had. So I just didn't want to didn't mm. want to spread the germ love. So it doesn't always go to plan. Yeah. But then what else I say in my self-care planner is, is, well, you have to schedule that in somewhere else then. Or yeah. you have to make a plan. So when I canceled that and I knew I would be in the house, I didn't cook that day. And I just went to the freezer. 
So yeah. there was still an offloading of my mental load somewhere else. And people say, this is impossible, Beth. And I say, well, it's not totally impossible. You know, like it is possible to schedule you in somewhere. It might be that, like, I guess I'm, I meet lots of moms, say, who stay at home. So they have that kind of two or three hour window in the morning when they've dropped the kids off to preschool. And it might be that instead of coming home and doing the dishes or hoovering or whatever, it might be that you do something different once a month. Mm. Right. You go somewhere different. You be somewhere different. You walk a different way home. Yeah. You know, and and, and it's that that is all part of our self-care plan. And then you see you can move a bit with the seasons as well. You know, uh, like you can hibernate a little more in the yeah in, in the autumn winter and you can prepare yourself to relaunch again in the spring summer yeah you know it's not that you kind of have to do stuff because you know it sh- you should do it it's that you do it because it feels good for you and the you thing know? comes I think one of the things I said to you before we started that I find or I found challenging kind of when the kids were smaller was bedtime yeah. and you want it to be this really nice time but it comes, unfortunately, at the end of the day and you're right yeah. and you're there going, oh, God, just go to bed. And you want it to be stories and cuddles and all those nice things. But I think sometimes there were times that even before the kids could read that I'd give them a picture book or whatever. And I'd be led to the other side of the bed reading my own book because yeah. I just didn't have the capacity to read them a story. Yeah. Or those I loved I loved those tony boxes where they can put their characters on the top and it, it reads them a story mm. or there there's loads of lovely kids podcasts and stories and stuff like that and if now my son is nine and sometimes he loves reading but sometimes he's just too tired and he says alexa read me a story and she oh. does you know sometimes technology can be great like that and i'm still around he knows i'm there it's not like we're doing this every night but just those nights when it just is too much yeah yeah and I think it's the recognizing isn't it because most parents feel really bad when they've lost their marbles you know that feeling of it's the end of the day you've nothing left to give so you just roared you Mm -hmm. ask these really stupid demands that your kid's never going to do like just go to sleep Mm -hmm. you know like yeah that's gonna work isn't it yeah and everyone's done it you know so it's like um putting in a harm prevent harm reduction approach around you how can you Mm -hmm. say less yeah. How can you do less? How can you look after yourself more? But and 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 I think if those times comes where you're totally exhausted, then that's about looking up your whole life. If that's a really consistent pattern, you know, in the last year, I've met more mums who are totally burned out, mm. and I mean totally burned out, than ever before. So I I think it throws yeah. up lots about how we manage everything. Yeah, and I think. I think because mums in particular will push to the absolute limits during the pandemic. You know, yeah. we were homeschooling, homeworking, home, this, that, and the other, and not getting any break or very, very little self-care and kind of in that fight or flight mode a lot so that by the time life picked up to a normal pace, we just didn't have the capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, honestly think that COVID for me was some of the best times of my life, right? And I know that's a really unpopular opinion, but I'll always be honest. Because yeah. I just, I didn't do the homeschooling. My kids haven't suffered at all from it. I did bits and bobs. And when I got too much, I just didn't do it. Yeah. They have not fallen behind academically at all. You know, but it was like, 
how to slow down life you know yeah how to just how to just totally slow down life but for a lot of people who maybe didn't have an outdoor space or were single parents or are single parents or you yeah. know were supposedly having to hold down a normal nine to five job but the kids were at home the young kids were at home i mean it was impossible it really yeah. really was and I, I know i lost my dad right at the very start of all of that which meant, you know, that grief was thrown into the mix as well, whilst mm. everyone was around, you know, it was just suffocating, yeah. you know, because those are the times where you really need a break or you need everyone to go away and just process what you're going through. And I've, I've spoken to other people that lost parents during that time. And I know one lady in particular said she felt robbed of her grief. Aww. And I knew what she meant. I knew what she meant because she didn't have that gathering of people you didn't have that gathering of community to say, oh, we've got this, we've got you. And nobody had the space or time to let you grieve because everyone else was like, Jesus Christ, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, everyone was just freaking out. So mm. I think I'm glad you had a lovely time, but I think lots of no, people. Maybe, maybe we should edit that out. Um, no, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And I've heard people, some people say it was a blessing and I get that too. But I I do feel these people, these parents in particular that are feeling burnout now, I think it's because they were pushed to the absolute limits during the pandemic and they never got a chance to recover from that. It wasn't like we got out the other side and everyone said, right, you have a month off now. <laughs> yeah, you got you got through that. I do. Yeah, I do think it was totally impossible. Um, oh, sorry, I just hit something that I, I, I'm like, it was an impossible situation to put parents in mm. and for parents to be in. So the question is now, how do you look after yes. yourself? Yeah. And now I do. what do you need? Yeah. And mm. I think I think. um like you said, it doesn't have to be expensive. And I know sometimes it's the most difficult thing to do in the world. But even if it's a 10 minute walk outside, or even if it's a 10 minutes, closing your eyes, doing a meditation of some description, or listening to, to some nice music for 10 minutes, having a nice cup of tea for 10 minutes, taking those, those little breaks, what do you call mm -hmm. them in your self planner? My, my, my micro moments, micro moments. I think that that's a good starting yeah. point little baby steps to to really looking after yourself yeah and, and also like that is all so self-care people often think is like this huge thing that you have to go and attend something you know I have to go to a class I have to go to do this I have to go to do that but actually looking after yourself is like if you can it's like the tiny moments in the day to replenish yourself yeah. and it is possible to do that you know but it, it's just not what we're taught so it's like learning a whole new language but it, you know in my self-care planner I, I put loads of guides in there there's videos in there there's stuff to help people figure it out because I've had I have so many conversations with people in the therapy room about like yeah but Beth in this 24 hours in the day I still need to get the same stuff done mm. so how can I make time for me and that's the magic question and it's individual to everyone but it's yeah. not impossible yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes when I have taken those moments to do a little bit of a stretch or a little bit of meditation, there's been a child or a cat or somebody, you know, crawling over me or tapping me or meowing at me. And it's like, it's still okay. You still get some of the benefits of doing it. 
Mm. You know, you might not be able to shut yourself in a room somewhere on your own for 10 minutes. But, you know, if you if you if your kids are old enough to explain, mommy's just doing some breathing for 10 minutes. Often do it in the kid it, with the kids in the car. If tensions are high, if there's been a row on the school bus. OK, we're just going to take a few deep breaths before we we talk about this, because it just it calms me. I'm more able to deal with whatever's their fallout is then. Mm. Sounds so, lovely. Yeah. It doesn't always work that way. Just like to, you know, add yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but you make a really good point though. Like, you know, our self-care isn't so that the kids calm down. No. Our self-care is so that we are in a place where we're feeling like our feet are on the ground. Yeah. We're like, okay, I can handle this. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, whatever that takes. Yeah. Yeah. Even the boring bits. Even the mundane boring bits. I mean, it's sunny today. I feel under pressure to hang the washing up now, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. even think I put it on yet, so I should do that. That's, <laughs> that's probably step, step one. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. instead, I'm going to go into my polytunnel because it's an exciting time and for us gardeners in terms of growing seeds and getting things ready for the summer. So I will also do that. I've got some seeds from you, actually, that I'm going to plant. I've got some. Yeah. Chuck them in. Yeah. Just wildflower seeds. Yeah, I've got a lovely big kind of old box that I'm going to chuck them in. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I feel like we've set the world (laughs) on fire. (laughs) Okay, will Um, will you wrap it up, Steph, because you do it better than me? Yes. So, okay, those boring bits, the cooking, the cleaning, the tidying. Yes, get your kids involved if you can, but also stick on some nice jungle beats. Yeah, have a dance around your kitchen or stick in a, a murderous podcast. <laughs> Get a few tips. Yeah, something that makes you laugh into your ears so that um, you're feeling a bit different. Lyric FM in the morning, something like that. The bits of the day, excuse me, the bits of the day that you find particularly challenging on a certain day, you can outsource as much as you can, as in I'm, I'm thinking of bedtime in particular where the kids could be listening to a podcast or you can get loads of free kind of meditations online for kids or um, yeah, podcasts or stories read aloud. Do something like that for a bedtime one night if you just don't have the capacity for it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, take those micro moments, a nice cup of tea, a few deep breaths outside, a bit of yoga. Yeah. Even if you've got somebody climbing over you, you still get the little benefits of it. And just try and mind yourself. And your tip, definitely can take that on board for kind of planning the really nice moments for yourself across the year, yeah. like around November, December time. I'm, I'm I'm current today. I'm in the process of retweaking October to December because a few extra things have come up I'd like to attend. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. See? Lovely. Yeah. Good. Okay. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness, all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.